Hi, and welcome to the Super Anti-Aging Podcast. This is Steve Halpern. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. I hope you learn a lot and enjoy it. And for my followers, well, obviously you're following it because you like this podcast. Again, the purpose of this podcast, as I've said before, is to bring you the most up-to-date latest science information so you can live a long, healthy life. The longevity field is exploding. Probably partially because COVID highlighted senior vulnerability or what we call um, age-related conditions. And in my experience, you can retard and stop many age-related conditions. The context. We're changing every day. Okay. Your cells are turning over. Uh, some skin cells turn over every couple of days. Your GI tract. Almost every system in the brain cells are dying and regenerating. Well, how healthy are the cells that are regenerating? Are you supporting your natural stem cells? Are you supporting the body, the body's um, recycling system, trash collection system? And there are medical names for it, you know, um, autophagy. That's a good word, autophagy, where the cell just uh, uses up and cleans itself out and uh, recycles itself. Okay. A pop, a, I love this word. Apoptosis. Apoptosis is programmed cell death. That's right. The cell just kills itself. And then the other area is uh, the area of senescent cells. Senescent cells are a hot topic in longevity science. And these are zombie cells, you know, as I said before in a previous podcast, they're like visitors to your house. Uh, at one point, they're making contributions, and now they just uh, um, eat all your food and make a mess and make trouble. Senescent cells. So the concept is if we can have what's called senolic drugs, and there are even now some research on senolic nutrients to eliminate these senescent cells, which can be any place in the body. You don't want to remove all the senescent cells. So, so let me get back to the main uh, concept. From the moment you're born until the end of life, okay, you're changing now, often we can't see the changes, but you're changing. Now, are you changing for the better or for the worse? Neuroplasticity, which the generation of new connections in the brain. Are you generating new muscle cells? Are you generating healthy new skin cells? Are you generating 
and populating a healthy macrobiome. Well, if not, you're succumbing to programmed aging. And in the opinion of many longevity scientists, we can change the programming. And that's what you need to do. Change the programming so that you're reinventing yourself. Personally, that's what I'm doing. And uh, sharing, personal sharing here. I turned 75 a couple of days ago. When people see me, nobody believes it. Do I work on this? Yes, I work on it every single day. Because if you start to pay attention, as I have, you start to notice things. Well... I'm forgetting you know, where I left things, you know, senior moments, uh, or, you know, you, you need more light for a scene, okay, or you're pushing yourself, but you're not recovering as fast. Well, I don't have those anymore. And in doing, there are very various, what we call bio-clock tests, they, men, they measure what's called methylation, which is basically a chemical process that can turn on and turn off genes. We call um, epigenetics. You're not, you're not a product of your genes. Well, unless you get fat and you can't fit into your genes, so well, that's a problem. Yeah, well, you know, that, that's a nice thing. You know, you got to put in some corny jokes once in a while because you don't put in corny jokes. The podcast gets totally, totally boring. As uh, my incredible daughter would say when I ask her if you listen to my podcast, she says, oh, it's so boring. Well, I try not to make this boring. So let's get into, again, the big concept. Can you change? Well, you have to be motivated to change. To change, there's a couple of factors. You have to be motivated. You have to be well-informed. And again, part of the motivation is a willingness to change concepts and habits. We're all programmed by habits. But we forget the habits. And habits save a lot of time. We don't have to think about it. It's a habit. You know, this, this, that, okay. But sometimes habits are dysfunctional. And that's where the change comes in. In. So, the beginning of this, you know, the first part of this podcast is again to motivate that yes, the science of longevity is absolutely incredible. I, I, I mentioned even, um, you know, regenerative medicine. There was a study yesterday I read or a report that they reprogrammed a pig's heart so now you had a pig heart but it was reprogrammed and transplanted as a as a life-saving measure oh that's an in-between you know of organ replacement without waiting for you know um, donated organs so that's certainly a direction 
but also then being able to, you know, grow organs in test tubes. So like your 200,000 mile car that's still on the road, you just get new parts. Get a new part. Well, maybe we won't even have to do that. Maybe we'll be able to program the body as uh, like the salamanders. You cut off the tail and it grows in a nice, uh, interesting observation is in a very, very young child, if part of the thumb or part of the finger, little part of the finger is, is uh, damage cut off, it can grow back. So even at an early stage in life, we have some regenerative capacity. How can we wake up that regenerative regenerative capacity? I, I'd appreciate by the in uh, um, the comments or uh, contacting me. Um, how this podcast sounds so I get feedback. Uh, I'm really, right now, uh, not in a full studio, which I will be. Um, so I want to really uh, make sure that it's coming across um, in, a, in a very clear sound that you can hear this. My favorite two podcasts now, my science-oriented podcast is, uh, if you can get them, I'm you know, like you've gotten this one, is Dr. Haberman. He's a neuroscientist who uh, gives a lot of really good practical information. And uh, David Sinclair, the father of resveratrol, the longevity scientist, also has a daily podcast where he's um, interviewing and doing lots of information. I listen to those and will, you know, take some of the information and put it into each podcast. So this is the podcast you need to listen to because <laughs> I'm going to summarize whatever's coming across in all those podcasts. As I say, I listen to probably a dozen podcasts, read dozens and dozens of blogs and watch uh, YouTube, science, science related YouTubes and go through all the latest studies. So you get to benefit Interesting finding I found the other day, you know, that 50% of the population has dandruff. Some of it they think is genetic, but again, what's so interesting is whatever's genetic can often be affected by epigenetics, which say turning on and turning off a gene. So the idea of dandruff, and I used to get complaints again from uh, my daughter. Oh, you have dandruff, you know, you're putting white all over the couch and the, and the car seat. And okay. But then I noticed that sometimes I didn't have it. And, and by the way, for people who know me, I do believe, I do believe that graying hair is not something that uh, is inevitable. Again, I'm 75. I have no gray hair. I have nice blonde hair, no fake wigs. And again, um, we can dev I can devote a whole podcast to hair. But the interesting thing is, is that uh, we're tying this now into epigenetics. And what they found is uh, that uh, the oral 
macrobiome as well as the scalp macrobiome can affect dandruff. Well, if you're in the business of, uh, you know, a dandruff shampoo, which kills supposedly the fungus, yeah, that's like taking, uh, it's almost like taking an antibiotic for your microbiome. Okay, why don't you just replace what's missing? And uh, there seems to be, uh, when they compared the uh, oral and even the scalp microbiome to people who had dandruff, to people who didn't have dandruff, are the people who had nice, clean scalps without that dead skin that we call dandruff, had a different microbiome. The people who didn't have it had a different microbiome than the people who had the dandruff. So, I'm looking into this. I'll keep you updated. There was a, a probiotic Parasi, and there were a couple other probiotics, and I'll keep you updated on the uh, dandruff story. Because I, in, on a personal note, I noticed that somehow there were times it was there and sometimes it wasn't. Um, for the most part, consuming more fruit beverages, even without sugar. Okay, and these were not added sugars. These were all these healthy natural juices you can buy. Well, I stopped that and really went back to the whole fruit where you have, you know, the fiber and you're going to have a slowing of absorption of uh, the natural sugars. And I noticed a difference in the uh, scalp dandruff. So I'll keep you posted on Dandruff, but that was a, you know, I, I, I like to digress every once in a while from the uh, meat and potatoes here of uh, the longevity uh, science that's coming out. So the whole area of diet and circadian rhythms. Our body clock varies, you know, like, uh, like a pendulum goes back and forth. And all cells in the body and systems have what's called an anabolic-catabolic state. Okay, it goes from building up to breaking down, building up, breaking down, cleaning out the trash, and then building new. Well, it's an interesting balance because in early life, you want lots of building. You're growing, puberty, you know, from uh, from an infant to a teenager. You're growing, teenagers, and very young adults. Uh, they're building, they're building, they're building. Problem is, as people get older in life, and systems aren't as tuned up, protective systems aren't as tuned up as they would be uh, in a healthy uh, young person. You don't want the excessive growth. And that's why <laughs> older individuals see things growing all over <laughs> and shouldn't be. Hopefully, we don't want it to be, especially cancers. But even uh, other things, you know, growths and cysts and all sorts of other kinds of things. Um, so, 
what you want to do is balance healthy growth from inappropriate growth, especially in that time. So that's a direction of longevity medicine besides cleaning out those uh, bad cells, senolic cells, is controlling these uh, growth factors. And one of the uh, big topics, as I've discussed before, is something called mTOR, main target of rapamycin. Rapamycin was this drug, or is a drug, that was originally discovered in Easter Island and now is in, and for a long time, has been in current use in mainstream medicine for organ um, replacement, transplants. So you prevent the body from rejecting that organ, but that's at a high dose. Well, they found that a lower dose, some really terrific scientists found that at low dose, it could be beneficial by helping slow down that excessive growth. Now, it doesn't stop all of it. It doesn't turn off all of mTOR. And it began to science as mTOR1 and mTOR2. But mainly we're talking about mTOR1 and there's some clinical, self-funded actually clinical trials. People who are, you know, participating in a kickstart and donating and where they we're actually going to do a human uh, trial to see the results of uh, rapamycin. But integrated practitioners have been using it for quite a while, like a Dr. Green in Lyle and, and a few other doctors. Um, I'm sure there are more have been prescribing off-label as a longevity compound, rapamycin. Are there most likely other uh, mTOR? Well, there are other mTOR compounds that exist. The problem is testing mTOR. It's very difficult to do some of these tests. And these tests might be, you know, especially through mainstream labs, they don't do these kind of tests because the majority of tests that medical labs do are for discovering diseases. Well, we don't call and categorize aging as a disease. It's not listed as disease. So, therefore, most of these tests are not going to be applicable. I mean, they can be kind of useful as uh, smart and uh, progressive integrative physicians, functional medicine doctors, look at the uh, balance of some of these uh, what's called mainstream tests and look at the what we call the optimal range as opposed to a disease range. So yes, you can hopefully regenerate yourself. And as I, you know, the topic uh, in integrated medicine is called regenerative medicine. Top of my list right now, and for uh, many practitioners who are experimenting in this field, is uh, glutathione. I like liposomal glutathione, liposomal vitamin C, fisetin liposomal quercetin, activated broccoli seed, 
that you've uh, that supplies sulforaphane, which can have an mTOR effect. Intermittent fasting, or possibly that one meal a day, uh, might also affect mTOR. But again, we have biochemical individuality. So, I, I, my direction is to cycle these things, okay, and to use whatever tests are available and look at your own personal functioning to uh, see what's working. So, we come to the end of this podcast and. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. Please share it on your social media. Please give me comments so I know uh, what you'd like to hear, what topics you'd like to uh, hear about, suggestions. And uh, my, you know, my personal direction is to uh, start to add these to uh, YouTube and other website and other you know, uh, platforms if you you know pod beams good but if you can find other platforms uh, and create uh, a blog so you can read about this There's, uh, lots and lots and lots of exciting things for this coming year so again this is Steve Halper and I hope you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe please follow please share and stay healthy and well.